Welcome to episode number one of the alumni series on the Ty Walls podcast featuring Carl Gellis from the class of 1965. I read a quote the other day from United Kingdom Prime Minister Winston Churchill that kind of made me think of this conversation and it reads, the longer you can look back, the farther you can look forward. And I feel like this conversation with Carl is a beautiful example of doing just that. With his time as a wrestler for the then VPI team, he provides some fun insight into the early days of the program, and he's also blessed with seeing almost the whole timeline of Virginia Tech wrestling uh, from then all the way to its prominence today. His storytelling and his sharing of some of the most incredible moments in history that he got to experience for himself made this one of the most enjoyable conversations that I've probably had. Now, I present to you my conversation with Carl Gallus. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> so I have it on two, where this records it separately over here, and that records it separately okay. over there. So, even though this podcasting is in my generation, I still struggle to figure out how to deal with it and to do it. But um, I think it's cool. I do. You do? Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? No, no. As a matter of fact, your podcast is the only one I've ever listened to. Really? I've listened. No, I listen Jason Bryant when he do. Okay. Matt Talk Live. Yeah. 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 I listen to that. Well, then I'm honored to be the only podcast you kind of listen to. I thought of it like this was kind of where I was thinking about starting off with just talking about podcasting to begin with, but it's kind of a millennial thing. What generation are you a part of? Are you the silent generation or are you the... I haven't got a clue. Really? <laughs> I was like, I don't think you're a baby boomer. No, I was a lot before. <laughs> yeah, way before the baby boomers, where I wasn't sure if you're, is it the greatest generation and then, oh, yeah. or then traditionalist or I was, silent generation? I was six years old at the end of World War II. Oh, okay. And I have a picture on my phone of me and my uncle coming back from World War II. Coming back from it? Yeah. Where were you at? No, he he was coming back. Oh no way! He, and he came to my house. He, where were you living then? Long Island. You're in. Okay, so New that York. was yeah. My father, my father's from. brother, was. Uh, I don't know exactly what his job was. All I know was there was a very small group of them, and took their orders straight from General Eisenhower. Really? Yes. Yes. And he went. A lot of security stuff. A lot of top. I I, don't, I have no idea exactly. He wouldn't talk. Naturally, wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, but um, were they in the Pacific? Or? No, he was in Germany. Okay, okay. He was in 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 Europe. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And you yeah. said they're taking orders directly from Eisenhower. Yeah, they started a new group of guys. I think it was a criminal investigation to this, something like that. I don't remember. And uh, he uh, he uh, worked in there. There was only a handful of guys, and they they took the orders from Mike. <laughs> the amount of small scale stuff that was going on like that in World War II, like specialized groups, like you think of it as like sci-fi almost, where it's like, did that actually happen? I don't think that they're actually doing that. But code breaking and like cryptography and that was like what 
basically ended the war in the Pacific much earlier than it should have even happened. And in Europe, they broke uh, Hitler's codes. And For the submarines, the right? Submarines, yeah. 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 The guys in England were the ones who set it all up, and the English did it. And uh, it was... Uh, it was oh yeah all that all that stuff and the and the misinformation they they did prior to Normandy yeah okay where were they going to actually land they knew oh, they were sure. coming yeah Germans knew they were coming yeah but where were they coming and yeah that was what the um, the Allies had to figure out too it's so funny to think of but the Allies had to figure out okay we know what they're doing we know where the submarines are going but how do we make sure that they don't know that we know how can we make it look like this search plane just somewhat appeared and found this submarine by chance rather than just you know they actually absolutely diverged my charlotte's father dropped them off on omaha beach he was driving one of the what are they called what were those boats i forgot the name of yeah yeah oh yeah oh my goodness yeah that's uh (laughs) that's incredible talk about being Played a pivotal role in one of the. My father-in-law was a, was in the navy, and he dropping him off. That's that's absurd. So when you were growing up, right at the end of the World War II, so you got to kind of experience. I mean, that kind of marks the entrance into um, basically the Cold War. Like as soon as World War Two kind of yeah. ends, you know, and yeah. Russia got to see us right after drop drop if, atomic bombs, and they're like, "All right, yeah. these these guys Dro- are." We dropped them in in forty five, and uh, in the early fifties, we were fighting in Korea. Yeah. So, what was kind of the? I mean, you were growing up then. Yeah, I was. What was up. the climate like for you, kind of as a kid, even just growing up in in Long Island? Not much. It much. Not much. I was. Uh, uh, was did the media play a less kind oh, of important? God, yes. Like now, it would be impossible to we, not the be immersed in something uh, like that. You turn it on. Walter Cronkite was on, and guys like that, and they reported the news. Yeah, that's it. They came on, and the news today is blah blah blah. Thank you, goodbye, and they're gone. That's it. There's no internet. There's no nothing. Yeah. Okay, you. There's a newspaper. There was you usually. I had access to two newspapers, uh, a morning paper and an afternoon paper, either or or both, if you want. Uh, we always got the New York Times. Sure. Okay, from, and there was a couple of Long Island newspapers. and uh, uh, But you already read it. But everything seemed, it was much simpler back then, much simpler. Uh, there was, the biggest crisis was, the, and that was in the, 50s, the McCarthy hearings, the communists, we did the, the, all that stuff. Sure. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, Kathy was in a movie called Guilty by Suspicion. Yeah. And it was about that. It was about kicking people out of Hollywood, all the Hollywood people, all communists. Okay? Yeah. Course, supposedly, right? And she was in the movie with Robert De Niro. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I never heard of that movie, and it's covered such a. <laughs> it wasn't. What was the name of it again? Guilty by Suspicion. I'll have to add it to my movie list. You take it out. And Kathy was a. Kathy was a. Uh, she worked behind the scene on it. She was a s- assistant working with it, and she got to meet, hang out with De Niro and everything. And How did your daughter end up over in California working, working in Hollywood? With us. I was living in California. 
Okay, so hold she on. moved out. We we were living. We moved from Syracuse out to Southern California, and then she decided she always wanted to be in. She was in plays and stuff like that in high school. Sure, she, she was in the good man. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> she, she, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> she was Patty, yeah. and uh, uh, anyway, she was always into that, and so she took some. She took a class at UCLA called How to Make a Five-Minute Movie. She wrote it, she directed it, she cast it, she did Soup to Nuts, everything. Yeah. She did everything, right? And then all the parents were invited up to the theater to watch these five-minute movies. Okay? <laughs> That's awesome. And she made friends, very good friends, with, uh, to, to this day, they speak every day, and uh, Nadine and she's still out in Hollywood she was uh, she was in the class with her right and uh, uh, they uh, just struck a time and they worked on movies together just because like her that. husband was very high up in in the movie thing he was a, I don't know if he was a producer or not but anyway they got to work on some movies okay? yeah and uh, and she <laughs> But she loved. She's always loved it. She yeah. she always loved. She liked to work behind the the scenes. She doesn't want to be an actress. She was not trying to be an actress. She wanted to be behind the camera. Yeah. And do that. And um, so she she dealt with some very famous people. Very yeah. Famous people. I mean, Robert De Niro is probably. She was up one Nadine's of the house. She was up at Nadine's house. Nadine called her up. She says, "New Year's, she says, come on up. We just moved to a new home. We want you to come up to ha ha Bel Air and and see our new house." Russin, Nadine says. Kathy says, "Okay, I'll be up." She drives up to Bel Air. She Kathy calls me. She's Dad, I'm I'll be home tomorrow. I'm not coming right back. I said, I don't care. Enjoy <laughs> it. I said, "What are you doing?" She said, "I'm hanging out with Nadine and Babs." I said, Babs? Yeah, Barbara Streisand's here. And uh, we're, hanging, we're watching football games and having a good time. <laughs> she was already on a nickname basis with, Babs, with Barbara Streisand. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, so, so she's hung out and interfaced. And then when she went to work here, okay, she, uh, I, she came in, she had a part-time job, and then it evolved into a full-time job in the Alumni Association. Sure. Okay. And she worked there, and but she was working there when the shootings happened. Oh goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So she yeah. got to. Yeah, were you living in Blacksburg at the time yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. I was working. Yeah, I had moved back here. Okay. We moved back here in two thousand one. Oh okay okay yeah, yeah so yeah. And she was. In, they put her in charge of dealing with the press. Oh my. Because gosh. she dealt in Hollywood in the production office. Yeah. And dealt with all sorts of big time people, and she's you know she very respectable of but she was not in awe of these people they were people and she became friends with Kane the governor of the thing, and, and various people sure and it was it's, it was tough on her yeah that's trying to um, you not, know even now even now like uh, when you have recruits on campus sometimes like they'll like they'll have a younger sibling that will say something in regards to it and, and just just ask about it and you have to kind of have some type of way to to discuss it that yeah you know now I mean there's no other way to paint it it's part of our history and it's who we are as as and unfortunately and, it's not just happening in Blacksburg exactly and so we've so, come we've come less polarized with that with the fact that it's uh yeah. 
sadly a, a normal normal occurrence now but i couldn't imagine with that happening the first time ever and under the under the the global scope that it was under trying to figure out a way to portray work, it to the media i was working here at moog at the time and one of the guys who was working as a quality manager and he was a volunteer rescue guy in the town of blacksburg and i I didn't. I had any idea. I heard sirens. That's all I heard, and I, I didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, I see him bolt out of the. He just flew out of the place. Sure. And somebody said, somebody mentioned that uh, there was a shooting on campus, and uh, he came back. And he, I don't know, it was the next day or the two days later, came back, and he, and he was a different person. I'm sure. Different person I'm sure and uh, it just was it was awful it was, it was just tragic but uh, here we are but <laughs> here we are and uh, and uh, but we've enjoyed ourselves back here yeah so can we backpedal mm -hmm. a little bit back to Long Island okay to when you're growing up there mm -hmm. and uh, growing up World War two kind of just ended even uh, further along after that and you're you're a teenager what how did you find out about Virginia Tech, and how did you oh. make your way there? Whoa, you're way ahead of yourself. Buddy. Oh my gosh, no! Did I did I no, no, skip no, no, something no, no, in no, your no, timeline here? Virginia Tech is so far into the future. Is it after the military? Um, the uh, got, <laughs> let's start square one. I got out of high school in 1953. Okay. I went to Mepham High School on Long Island, and. Uh, I got there, I'm maybe I weighed a. I don't think I weighed a hundred pounds. I really, I'm serious. That's it. <laughs> Too I bad red shirt years weren't weren't common for high school kids. So back I showed then, up, I'm sure. and I knew nothing about. I never, I've never seen a wrestling match. Yeah, I've known nothing about wrestling. Gotcha. At all. But story is that they have a really good wrestling team here at Mepham High School. Yeah, one of the best in the United States in really? high school. The guy that the coach, Sprig Gardner, who now today is in the Hall of Fame in Oklahoma, sure. started wrestling in New York. As a matter of fact, when we wrestled up in Madison Square Garden in the program, there was a paragraph about him in the program. Oh, excellent. Okay, he started wrestling. He started all the rules, the weight classes, all kinds of stuff, he influenced throughout the United States. He's not just on New York. He was very impactful in wrestling throughout the United States. Sure. He was he was the coach. He came there in 1936. The school opened in 34. He came in 36. He gone to Franklin Marshall College. He never wrestled in his life. Uh, he started a, a, a team, right? And uh, they won their first 100 meets. They wrestled, and they went out of state. They went to Ohio. They went to Pennsylvania. Yeah. They went to Connecticut. They went to Virginia. They they wrestled Granby. Okay, they were in 100 straight matches. Life magazine. Are you familiar with Life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Wrote a three or four page article about Beppham High School wrestling. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you the article. Okay. So you heard about? So I heard about legacy. Wrestling. So I heard about up. wrestling. I said. I've never done that. I'll try it. 
I don't know. I, I've never been on a mat in my life. I never saw a wrestling match in my life. What was it that was kind of magnetic about it that thought Well, my friends, you... I have friend, my buddies, my friends said, yeah, I was too small for football. I, I played, understand, baseball was the national pastime. Yeah. Baseball yes. was it. We had three teams in New York. Yeah. The Dodgers, the Giants, and the Yankees. Okay? Yeah. So we had three teams. And the World Series was always in New York. Because <laughs> yeah. the Yankees were always in it. All right? So, and my team was the Dodgers. I grew up with the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, s baseball was a sport. That was it. Absolutely. That was the sport. So, I heard about wrestling when I got there. I thought I'd give it a shot. So I, I was on the wrestling team for four years. I never did much on the team at all. I, the team was fantastic, good. Uh, I graduated in 57. I thought I'd try college. I went to college for a year. Where'd you go the first year? University of Miami. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was not called the U at that time. I just <laughs> let's get that straight right now. I got there in '57. Uh, over the summer of '58, if this first year was over, I decided that it wasn't for me. I just I wasn't mature enough to accept it, go away, do do it right, and so my dad said, you know, if you don't go to college you're going to get drafted into the service so I so I long story being short I got I enlisted yeah and I was electronic technician on the radar and computers for the Nike missile system which is a surface to air missile that blow out enemy aircraft paint. aircraft, aircraft. Okay. And if you drive down route 114 here yeah and you go by Radford Arsenal. Sure. See that big white missile? They probably have them. There. That's a Nike Hercules standing out front of that place. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the very missile. I worked on the radar and the computer for yeah. that missile. Okay. That's great. I got when I got moved back in. I saw it there. I couldn't believe it. I said, "My God, I, I know that." So they trained me. They did that. I got trained. I was in Huntsville, Alabama, at Redstone Arsenal, getting trained with Warner von Braun. Were you gonna sh primarily shoot down aircraft, or were those also for for That's what ICBMs? Or no, 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 like no, 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 no. No, just I said just they were anti-surface-to-air missiles yeah. shoot down enemy Same aircraft. Same yeah. We had when I got the I volunteered, went over to Germany, I went over in '59, and uh, we in we were direct support for four Nike sites throughout Germany. We um. I'm then West Germany. West, then. Yeah. So you guys yeah. were kind of stationed there to make yeah. sure yeah. that was kind of a, yeah. a tense situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One night we were out drinking beer and uh, the MPs walked in and they said, everybody report back to the units immediately. Oh, yeah. Okay. Understand. We were electronic technicians. Yeah, we were in the Army. Yeah. And we had rifles and there was someplace in the in the building somewhere. We we, we didn't, we, we were working electronics. We didn't work in, uh, with rifles. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, uh, so they, they explained to us, I said, well, what's going on? He said, we're moving a battalion of crew, troops from West Germany to West Berlin. 
and you have to drive through East Germany to get to West Berlin on the Autobahn. And, <laughs> and the whole European theater is on alert. Should yeah. the Russians decide they don't, they don't want them there. Yeah. I said, how long is this gonna take? <laughs> the guy looked at me, he said, I don't know, four or six hours, okay. So I got about four or five beers to go. <laughs> True story. Yeah. I wasn't the only one. We woke up beers and we marched back. Somewhere I have It a, sounds like the, oh, they we, basically just told you, hey, this could potentially go south really fast and you guys are going to be the reason why it would go south as you're traveling. In, we walked in and they, they handed us our rifles. And they said, here. I said, what, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> just shut up and take your rifle and get out. So we sat around drank beer and I, nothing Obviously, nothing happened, and uh, but that's the closest I ever came to uh, actual sure. combat. Uh, so I spent I spent uh, two years over there. It was great. I was in a little ordnance detachment. It was about I don't know about fifty of us in the, maybe in the, in the whole outfit, and a lot of them were college graduates who had been drafted with engineering degrees. Sure. And, yeah, that's you know, what I was going to say. Even yeah. working with yeah. electronics, I'm sure so, that you've. So I was over there, and uh, I got to go to the 1960 Olympics in Rome. Really? Yes, I did. I saw Wilma Rudolph run, and I saw Rayford Johnson win the decathlon. Uh, so the last two days of track and field events. That's incredible. Did you guys just take a train down no, there? No, I, I had a car. My dad. Oh I, I, man! I, that's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons I volunteered to go to Germany, because guy walked into our class in Alabama. He said, "In a." You guys are going to graduate out of here in a couple of weeks. I, uh, and you guys want to go to Germany? Yeah. I said, Uncle Sam wants to send me to Germany for two years. <clears throat> Where do I go? Yeah. Right. So, phew, off to Germany I went. Uh, so my dad got me tickets for the Olympic. He, I, I said, Dad, you got to get, you can get tickets somewhere in New York. You can't forget. So he did. He sent me. And, <laughs> and so, so this one of the guys I was stationed with. I said, all right, we'll go down. I have a, I had a car, and we'll drive down to Rome. <laughs> and I said, one minor detail. Where are we going to stay? I mean, every hotel, everything's got to be taken. Then yeah. I thought, wait a minute. Uncle Sam gives us a sleeping bag and a tent. <laughs> we got a place to stay. And you got your MREs, too. Yeah, you don't have to worry about food. We got stay. <laughs> we have stay. And this guy was one of this Italian guy that I was going down with he says I got a better deal I said well I got relatives that live outside of Rome so so if we need meals we got meals right we're on our way <laughs> we drove down we stayed up it was really great because we stayed all oh, people from all over the world yeah. from, uh, camping out and we had a great time they take us on a tour they took got us into the Vatican no I, way I, I took a tour nice digs I asked where the Pope was. I said, oh, he's out playing golf or something. I don't know where he is. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, we went to see the 60 Olympics. I said, oh, yes. And about a year or so into it, I just said, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to college now. I feel more mature. I'm ready. I've been away from home. That's not going to bother me. Yeah. So I'm ready. It seemed worth it. And that I, time definitely seemed worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the best thing I did. And so I, I said, all right, what do I want to do? Uh, engineering. 
Uh, so I started looking at schools in New York. That's where I'm from. I wrote my mom and dad a letter to tell them what my feelings were and what I thought I was going to do because there's no internet. You said letters. You didn't, there was no internet. Yeah. And I sent him a letter and I got a letter back from the dad and he said how happy they were to hear that I, I wanted to go back, go to college. Sure. And uh, he said, I told him I was looking at various schools in New York. He said, your friend Richie, who lives around the corner from me, knew. He said, VPI. And I read the letter and I said, what the hell is VPI? <laughs> I had no idea what VPI was. We had an, an education uh, office building and part of a building as an office and they had all these college catalogs in there. And alphabetical. So I went to V. V, Virginia V. Virginia Polytechnic Institute, VPI. Yeah. Took it out, read it. Wow, it's cheaper for me to go to school there as an out-of-state student than it would be to go to in-state in New York. You're get engineering degree. That's still a trend. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have met my wife if that wasn't still a trend. She's New Jersey, but still, I wouldn't it was be sitting a better here talking to you her. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I said, and in the letter, Dad said, "Are you going to wrestle when you go back to school?" And that never, never even entered my mind. Because all I caught, thought about is getting a degree and a thing, and I was very successful at the wrestling. I did it for four years. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. And I, in the letter, I said, "I'll give it a shot." That's all I said. That's all I. That's all <laughs> I. That's not my priority. I thought to myself, "It'd be four years since I've been on a mat." Yeah. What am I nuts? Yeah. yeah. So he goes to my friend Richie. Richie's parents and my parents were like very close. They live around the corner from us. Richie goes to Frank Teske, who's the head wrestling coach here at Virginia Tech. He says, I got a friend of mine. He's in the army and he's thinking about coming to school here and, and he wrestled. And he asked him, where did he wrestle? He said, at Mepham High School in Long Island. He said he wrestled at Mepham High School in Long Island. He says, yeah. He says, have him send his application straight to me. <laughs> this is all in a letter. Right? Yeah. It comes in a letter. Oh, okay. So I jump in a Jeep, drive up to Heidelberg, Germany, take the college boards. No way. Yeah. yeah. They had a, something up there for guys who want to go back to college. You could take the boards and take it there, I guess. At least international mail yeah. was kind of efficient at the time. So the... I forgot this person there, and she said, what do you want to send this stuff? And I had to send it to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Took the boy. I don't know, time went by. I don't know, it was a month, a few, I don't know how long it was. Congratulations, you've been accepted to Virginia Tech, Blacksburg. Where the hell's Blacksburg, Virginia? I've never been to the state of Virginia. Yeah. No, it was black. So, uh, and then it says, you have to report to school. Right, it was right after Labor Day, if I remember right. Because they were on the quarter system here. Not oh, semester. interesting. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's really hunky-dory. I don't get out of the Army till the end of September. I'm in Germany. So I went to my commanding officer, captain. I'll never forget this. I walked in his office. He said, what do you want? I said, <laughs> I said, I have to go home. 
he looked at me and said, get the hell out of my office and don't come back. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, Captain. Hear me out, please. This better be right, worth it, Kellis. I'm not gonna, I'll bust you down at Buck Private, <laughs> right? Because I was a sergeant at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I hand him the letter. He read the letter. He says, how did you get in college? Right, that's what's going I said, I don't know, through the back door. I don't know. <laughs> he said, we'll get you back in time. So, uh, and they did. Got on a boat, got home. I had a harrowing experience coming home. What happened? Coming across the Atlantic in a boat. Yeah. And a hurricane was coming up the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. And like a nor'easter type deal? Hurricane. Like okay. Hurricane. Yeah. Coming up from the Atlantic Ocean. And it was just close enough to make things terrible. <laughs> Nobody could go on deck. Everybody was sick on board. And How long was that journey then? A week. A week. Ten days. Ten days a week. <sighs> on a steel little prison. And uh, I never got sick. I don't know why. But anyway. I'm sure uh, you're... I, got, I have a picture of myself someplace. Sitting on deck in New York. Finally getting into to New York. And... Uh, Wear a white T-shirt. My face was the same color as the T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got home. Mom and Dad met me at the dock. Took me into New York. Got me some clothes. Got home. A week to ten days later, something like that. Dad. Now my brother had been in high school. He's four years younger than I am. Sure. He'd been wrestling in high school. Cool. He didn't go to my high school. They since I left, they built a new high school. This, now there's two high schools yeah. split. So he's at Calhoun High School. And uh, he was a Long Island chair. He was, he was good. And uh, so he's entering college too. Dad drops me off in Blacksburg and him at Penn State to wrestle. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's great. All right. So Sandy, my brother Sandy, he wrestled Penn State. I wrestled here. And I remember... We wrestled Penn State. Remember, remember when you went up there to wrestle Penn State? You, you went up there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We had gone up there 50 years prior and oh, wrestled wow. Penn State. Because when you, you weren't out yet for the match, <clears throat> they made an announcement. This is the first Virginia Tech has been back here in 50 years. When, when uh, are you talking about when we went up and lost and... I was last match. Yeah. Oh, that was a brutal memory. I remember, I remember. But one of the best memories that I have still, nonetheless, well, regardless of it. They they announced that before that duel, though, that, that it was the first time we had been back there. Wow. And That's I, incredible. And, and, I didn't know I, that. And I said, yeah, I remember. And I was leaving after the match was over. I don't know if I ever told you this. And this elderly gentleman, who's older than me, okay, was walking out. He said, he said, do we wrestle you guys again? I said, I think you're coming to Blacksburg, but I'm not sure. Yeah. He said, great. He says, you guys are good. You guys are tough. He said, I wish we wrestled you guys all the time. <laughs> you guys are one of the best teams we've ever wrestled here. That's awesome. I said, well, thank you for the compliment. He said, it's, man, it's super. He said, I've, I've, he said, I've been coming here for 50 years. Watch it. He might have watched me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, he, uh, uh, we, I remember going up with my brother because Dresser got me a ticket to get in. Sure. I went, matter of fact, I went with uh, Devin's parents. Yeah. We, we drove up together. That's great. Yeah. 
So we went up to Penn State. But uh, <clears throat> so that's how I got the Virginia Tech. Yeah, and so when it came to to getting onto the actual wrestling team too, was oh. it more? Was it something that you just you you had pretty much signed up for before you even got there? Or was well, it- I, I all I know is I had the letter. Congratulations, you've been accepted. I hadn't met the coach. I hadn't met anybody. Yeah. I hadn't met nobody. Yeah. I didn't know nobody. Okay, I got there. Eventually met Coach Teske. And he, and he said, season starts, blah, 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 practices, this is where you go to. And that back then was the War Memorial Gym. I was going to ask where the wrestling room was at. It was in War Originally, Memorial. and then right after that, they opened the castle. Okay. We, we moved over to the first, somewhere in the bowels. You're in the in basement. The basement of the castle. Okay. I, I, I that no room's idea. still there. It's a, it's a perfect storage. I have storage. no idea. Actually, no, they re, they've made it something else different since then. I have no idea. I wouldn't even know where to go to see it. Yeah. But anyway. That's where it was. Uh, so, well, and I got it, you know, and, and Ernie comes to practice with me. Of course, Well, he yeah. and I wrestled together. Too. He was on the team. Yeah. He, he was here before me. Okay, he went to Blacksburg High School. Yeah. Okay. And he was there. And there's Ellsworth Snyder and, um, I'll show you this, and uh, Roger Lovern. The four of us wrestled together. Okay? Yeah. This is a... You brought... Yes. This is 60 years ago. Really? I want you to look at that. Look at the date at the top. Oh, man, that's cool. Still okay, VPI so freshman and fresh, VPI varsity. Because freshmen could not wrestle varsity. Freshmen, there's freshman team and a varsity team. Yeah. But look at the... Don't forget, back then we wrestled nine minutes. It was nine-minute matches? Yeah, three, three, three. At least they kind of had, you know, that's that's one of those things I could get behind again. A nine-minute match, but somehow make it so there's no overtime ever. That, well, that would be there was no there was no overtime there either. Really? No so overtime. Was, all right, so I could read this off for, for those listening, but the weight classes uh, on the sheet are actually pretty funny, where it's 123, 130, 137, 147, 157, 167, 177, and then unlimited. And it was unlimited. Yeah, you could be There's 400 no pounds. Yeah. I saw 300-pound wrestler. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and then uh, for the meet scoring, a fall or, or a default is five points. A decision is still three points. And a draw. So a draw no is what happens if no overtime. No overtime. If it's, it's three, three then I, They used to have referees So decision. both team gets two points in a draw? That's interesting. That's great. Look at the takedown. First takedown is two points. Subsequent takedown, so the takedown after your first one, is worth one point. Uh-huh. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. That's the rules. A reversal is two points. Yep. So you're better off. You're better off going for reversals somehow, <laughs> like than than getting subsequent That's takedowns. What, it, you want to get your first takedown and then reverse yeah, the guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Escapes are still worth one point. More than one minute of riding time is one point. Wow, they still had riding time then. That's. I wish that would get phased out. I'm sorry. I think it's so boring. Um, near fall, close to fall is three points. Stalling and illegal procedures are one to two points. Okay, so that's all for the most part consistent. This is awesome. This is great. And there you are at 137. Oh, and you guys are wrestling Virginia. No way. 
that was a UVA. that was a Commonwealth clash. Would I be able to hang on to this? I'd I'll like ma- to. I'm uh, not going to make you a copy and send it to you. Okay, I'll, I'll that, get that'd be copy. great. I'd I'll like to post it no. just in the, in the yeah, show I'll, notes. Yeah, I'll get it. Uh, um, Ellsworth Snyder, who's wrestled 123 with Ernie, he he gave me this. He had it, and he, he says, "Here, you might want this." I, I've had it for a couple of years, a few yeah. years now. But it was January 17th, 1963. That's 60 years ago. Yeah, we're pretty close to uh, <laughs> we're pretty close to that anniversary, right? I mean, what's today? The 12th. Yeah, yeah. So, that's incredible. Yeah. So things have changed. Thank yeah. you so much for bringing that to yeah, us. That was great. That's cool. It's a, it was fun. It, it, it's uh, it's uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But growing up as a kid, everything my my whole life as a kid before high school and even going into high school revolved around baseball because that's what that was it of course the brooklyn dodgers yeah my uncle lived a block from ebbets field in brooklyn okay and uh i i just i remember the days going to ebbets field mm-hmm. i remember i remember did you just walk in or how much was it to to go to their games you you could sit you could probably sit in the bleachers for 50 cents a buck or something like that yeah dad tells me the story when he took me to my very first game we were visiting my uncle and he took me for a walk david's field and i'm guessing it was i was about five six years old i'm guessing I, i'm not sure but we walked out there and uh and walked down Bedford Avenue and the right field fence is a big fence out there a gate sorry gate where they could open and bring trucks in if they wanted to sure and then they would close it but it was a crack and you could see in yeah okay and he said he said that I looked in and I said dad I can see the infielders but I can't see the outfielders because they were too close to yeah. the outfield wall, yeah. right? And he said, he thought, I didn't even know you anything about baseball, right? <laughs> right? He said, come with me. So we went in. We went into the game, right? And he took me out, and he, he said, he, then he realized, I better call your mother and tell her where we are. Yeah. yeah. But, and there was a lady a renowned lady, and sometimes I can send you all this information. And Vince Scully talked about this lady, okay, and when he announced in Brooklyn, yeah. okay, because I remember him in Brooklyn. Sure. Anyway, uh, her name was Hilda Chester. Hilda had always had a sign that says Hilda's here, and she had a big cowbell. Big Dodger fan. Huge. I mean, she's unbelievable. She's she some she sat in the bleachers out by center field. Or sometimes she sat behind third base. This time she was out in center field. And Dad said, yeah, I left you with Hilda so I could go call Mom. (laughs) (laughs) And that was your first ball game. You got the day with Hilda. I said, said, okay. I don't, honestly, I don't remember it. But I remember a lot of days going to to Ebbets Field and and watching the likes of Jackie Robinson and all these guys play. I mean, to this day, April 15th, 1947, is the day Jackie Robinson played his first game in the major leagues. Wow. And I have a picture in my house of him coming out of the dugout to go bat for the first time. That's so cool. And I met him. 
he came out to my town in Merrick <clears throat> to speak. And I went there and I met him. I shook his hand. I got his autograph. And I said, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> he was still with the Dodgers. It was in the 50s. So. Yeah. So, but You've... I grew up, I hated the Yankees. Because every year my Dodgers would go to the World Series. Yeah. And get beat by the Yankees. Yeah. And it'd be right in your backyard. In where, you could, where you could watch and, it or and, you'd and, have or, to hear it. And the Giants. And and and, and it just, it was, the, the rivalry was incredible between the Dodgers and the Giants. I don't. I don't live out there now, but I, I lived out in California, Southern California, south of L.A., and the rivalry between the Dodgers and Giants, it was there. It's still there. Sure. But nothing like being in the same town. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, I mean, football, college uh, college football was nothing uh, in New York. Uh, big games, there were some big games. Army would play... Notre Dame at Yankee Stadium and that would be big games because both of them were really good yeah but pro football was just starting to get unwind this is kind of when you're a teenager 20s I'm in the army I'm in the army okay 1958 the game NFL says it was the game that jettisoned the NFL to where it is today yeah. where it all started really started where fans became enthralled with the NFL yeah yeah it was a it, the week before that game was a game I'll tell you about because it's your Cleveland Browns was Jim Brown playing Jimmy Brown was playing of course Jimmy Brown the Browns and the Giants finished tied in the Eastern Division so they had a playoff game who would play the Baltimore Colts in the championship game Sure. So, and came Jimmy Brown. And I remember Jimmy Brown because Jimmy Brown grew up on Long Island. Yeah, yeah, he went to Syracuse. He went to Syracuse. And... He was at Manhasset High School. And uh, he went to Syracuse, played lacrosse. Lacrosse was his best sport. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to the game. I was in the Army. I was in Jersey, stationed in New Jersey at the time. And Luckily. I, I my brother. <laughs> How I, convenient. I got, I called my I Somehow I got a hold of my brother. I said, let's go to the game. And he said, yeah, okay. So we got tickets. We went to the game. And uh, Giants were winning. It was classic, classic Giants-Browns game. Sam Huff was the middle linebacker for the Giants. He, he went to West Virginia. So they played Syracuse every single year. So you knew, knew him pretty well. They grew up. They, 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 they knew they, each other all, pretty well, too. All, then. Well, yeah. yeah. And it was great. That was probably the like kind of the headline of of it, like the Huff battle and, of Brown and, and, and Jimmy Huff. Brown, and yeah. he was was and probably still is the greatest running back ever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the game was into the fourth quarter, and uh, they made an announcement, and the Giants were leading. I don't. Know, they were they were controlling the game. They said, if the Giants win, the championship game will be played here next Sunday against the Baltimore Colts. Sure. And tickets will go on sale when the game's over. I looked at my brother. I said, I can get, I can come. I can get out. I can get, you want to come? Let's go. Was okay. it called the Super Bowl? No, no, no. No? The NFL it's championship. It's just the NFL there championship no game. Yeah. NFL championship game. Yeah. That's it. East versus West. That's all it is. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So it was about a couple of minutes going to games. So let's go down and get in line. So we get tickets. We'll go do that. Yeah. So we went down. I walked outside. Now, the ticket booths for 
at Yankee Stadium were kiosks, little ticket kiosks outside. I walked out. There was nobody there. <laughs> there was no one there. A couple of cops. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I asked the cop. I said, officer, I said, I heard an announcement. They're going to sell you know, tickets. He said, yeah. Uh, do you know which one? Oh. There's nobody here. <laughs> I said, guys, the cop said, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And I said, get in line. Said, okay. So we, so we got in line. Game was over. A couple of minutes went by. The door, the window goes up. There's a guy inside. You here to buy tickets for the game? Yeah. Okay. So we sat on the 45-yard line. <laughs> tickets cost $10. $10. Game went to sudden death overtime. Okay. They claim it's the greatest game in the history of the NFL because it propelled the NFL into the mainstream. Yeah. That is the game. Because I think it was the first nationally televised championship game that ever went to overtime. Yeah. The first game ever went to overtime. Yeah. And uh, the Colts won. Oh, well. But anyway. Uh, you seem but, to have found we, yourself like at the at just different we points were, of sports my, history and, and being in the right I, place at the right time. My brother and I were at that game. It was matter of fact, the other day I was on Facebook or Twitter or somebody, and it was a video of the game. No way. It was a video, highlights of the game. And uh, I just, oh, my God. I said, I was at the game. I what was year the, was that? 58. 58? Yeah. Okay. I went to a game two years before that, in 56. The Giants beat the Bears in the championship game at Yankee Stadium. And the ground was so cold. It was so cold. The Giants wore sneakers. They couldn't wear cleats. because It's just like ice. Ice. They could. <laughs> yeah. So the, the NFL was just getting going. Yeah. Right? Hockey. Hockey, there were six teams in the whole league. Sure. My team was the New York Rangers. Still is. Okay? Uh, so that's hockey. Uh, NBA, the Knicks, they were okay. They were pretty good. But uh, there was no three-point shots. Right, no 24-second clock. Alley-oop hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> That's why I have paid no attention to anybody in any sport yeah. that says he's the greatest of all time. That's sure. the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever heard in my life. Because <laughs> people were playing a different game. Yeah. 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Of course, yeah. Tom Brady, if you come within five yards of Tom Brady, roughing the passer. <laughs> right? You can't touch the quarterback anymore. Yeah. Well, go yeah. back. Take Mr. Brady. Move him back. Now, in his era, absolutely. Brady's the best there is. There's sure. no there's no argument there. He's great. Okay? I don't know how good he would have been back in 1950. 56. I don't know. There are just so many variables, Carl. All, there are all, so many variables. First of all, from the, the equipment. Equipment, the, the rules have changed. But, and but even what? Single, and it's all gotten better, by the way. Yeah. I don't want to act like it's not as good as he No, was. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the athletes are better, okay? But some of the rules are stupid. Yeah. Okay? Uh, this roughing the passer thing is ridiculous, but it's football, man. I still think of it this way, where it's like the the athletes that are in the NFL now, like even even 
you know, your your college athletes today have probably played more football than at their point at a, as a 21 year old than any of those guys in the NFL oh, then absolutely. because they they were they're almost bred for it like their their parents got them into little league they made them watch this this much football <laughs> growing up then they absolutely. went to high school played hardcore football oh, then they no went doubt. to college so <laughs> there's just so many different variables to factor into it it's hard well, to say how many kids got at the high school wrestling that never saw a wrestling match before they got there then for like no a, now today Nobody. Very rarely, I'd Very say. Rarely. Right. Yeah. Right. They have to see something to kind of inspire them, let alone, never you know, seen. you're not going to walk into a high school nowadays, see a list of sports, kind of like what you said. Yeah. Where you're like, I, I knew, all I knew was baseball, but yeah. I, I yeah. figured I'd try wrestling. I know football. I knew football, but I'm not going to play football. Yeah. I weigh 85 pounds. <laughs> forget it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and oh, to be on the wrestling thing, you had to play a fall sport. Sure. That was the other thing. So, oh, okay, okay. so my other option was cross country. I wasn't too excited about that. That sounds bad. And, and uh, the coach, the cross country guy, coach said to me, "Hey, you'd be a really good runner. You, you, you I, I feel you do really well at this." I said, "I'm out here to get in shape for wrestling." He said, "No, no, no. You, you got to run in a match. How far do you run?" The guy said, "I don't know, two and a half miles, whatever it was." Oh no, no, no! I get lost. <laughs> I, say, I remember telling him that <laughs> he just went he says, he walked away. I wouldn't care how good I could I be can't. at running I'll, is, get lost. Yeah. I'll never get home I could probably be really good at math too I don't want to do it yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't make it sound any more appealing but anyway it, it, was, it was it was today's oh absolutely I mean I sit there in the wrestling room now yeah and I watch what's going on sure okay I watch I watch Ty Walls come in as a freshman yeah. Right. Getting his butt kicked all over the mat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. As we talked about before right. we right. kind of started. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, 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 I mean, very few freshman kids come in that room and excel. Yeah. It's just, it's not going to, it'll happen. It's happening today. Of course. Um, Caleb Henson. Yeah. Are both yeah. Two great I, examples of yeah, it. Yeah. The great examples of it. Uh, Devin Carter was an example of mm-hmm. it. Okay. But that's it. I mean, there are a handful, very few and far between yeah. that'll do that. And and, and you, but I love that's the reason. One of the reasons I'm there, yeah, is to watch Ty Walls, Jared Hart is another classic. Absolutely, example. watch better each year. Watch him look. Wow, he can do this now. He can do that now. He's getting better, and watch the coaching that they get. Yeah, when we were on the wrestling team at Virginia Tech with a coach. A coach, and, and he didn't coach. He oh, wasn't really a coach. And what? What else did he? Did he coach other other sports too, or did he, he didn't, do anything He was else? part. I'm of, sure he wasn't just the. No, 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 yeah. no. He was a teacher. And he had something to do with the computers on. The, in the, in the, in the okay, school, right. Yeah, I got there. The first guy I got on the mat was, and and I, I'm surprised I didn't quit after that. Was our very first All American ever at Virginia Tech, Brandon Glover. Okay. Yeah. Glover was yeah, came first, in third. First picture over there, yeah. Came in third in the NCAA's at 130 pounds in 1959, I think it was. He couldn't wrestle his in the NCAA's in his senior year because he had wrestled in his freshman year, and you can only wrestle three years back then. And the guy that won it, he had wrestled early in the year and killed him, killed him. Wow. Ernie told me that story. Ernie, because yeah. Ernie was there when yeah. I wasn't there then. And uh, I, but I knew Brandon, 
and he was there because Teske had told him, stick around and I, I, I'll find a position for you. Cool. Yeah, but he never did. Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they didn't have the RTC set up Wait, yet. Whatever. <laughs> so Brandon, he got on, I got on the mat with him. It was total mismatch, and he killed me. And I, I'm surprised, Like I said, I'm surprised I even came back. Yeah. But I, he was the first guy I really worked out with. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, another example of you kind of just being being there at the right time uh, in the right place, kind of in, in sports history, and that and in that case, Virginia just, Tech wrestling history. Just, and, and it's funny because we we were in the Southern Conference. I was going to ask that. I had that written down. I didn't know what conference we were in either. We were in the Southern Conference. Uh, West Virginia was in with us. Richmond was in this. Uh, Citadel firm was Virginia still in it. With their West Virginia's was Virginia. No, UVA. No, oh, okay. You, you, we wrestled UVA, as you okay. saw in that yeah. thing. We wrestled Carolina. We wrestled Tennessee. Wow. Southeast Conference. Yeah. Auburn. Okay. Clemson. Clemson. Oh yeah. wow. But we wrestled cool. all. Yeah. You know, we wrestled anyway. Ohio State, Purdue, <laughs> Penn State. You know, we, we were. Somebody asked me when I wrestled at Virginia Tech. I said, second banner in. If you go in the in the castle, yeah, the banners are up there, the championship banners mm -hmm. up at the far at the end, right? At wrestling, 60, 61, two, three. That's great. It's other conference champions, and uh, it was it was fun. It was it was a, it was a kick. But like I said, Ernie and I talk about it every now and then. He says, you know, we coached ourselves. We didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, that way it was totally different it, I, I sit there watch the nutritionists come in and talk to kids and give them a diet to give them this yeah. and do all this and the weight training and all this stuff. I, the sport I mean, the sport the sport has evolved into something even from the time that i've been in school yeah. i know it's it's obviously more more drastic for you but even from the time that i was in school you know i got a letter a handwritten letter from from roby or from dresser when i was in high school and uh maybe maybe i'd talked to him one or two times before coming on a visit but now it's like you know you're going to meet these athletes in person they're going to get a full packet that you're going to follow them on social media for months they're going to have graphics made up of who they are why we want them to come to school here yeah. the, even our athletes uh, resources, the way that they train, and and, and even their coaching is is kind of oh, still absolutely. completely different. And, and from it's when great. I was in it's super. I think it's fantastic. And, and uh, now they get the opportunity for NIL stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. which is which is I'm in favor of it. I really am. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea, but there should be some control over it. Yeah, they need some type of framework. And, and you can't rely on the NCAA to do that because they're useless. Yeah, they should have uh, probably I, had something. You know, they, they came out with a handful of different rule sets even after they, they first. But the damage was done. Well, People were already had figured out how they're going to do things, and then they're coming out with rules after the fact. Well, they're, they're like, great at setting rules, but terrible at enforcing them. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's absolutely. their problem. Especially for wrestling, because they're, they're focused primarily on, on probably football, basketball. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like they probably don't even do a good job at policing those ones. No. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. so oh, so on. wrestling is, is going to continue to kind of be the Wild West with that for uh, for the foreseeable future, I'm assuming, until they really come out with some stuff. We'll or see, maybe we'll see what happens. I, yeah. I really enjoy, you know, going to practice and seeing the kids and watching them evolve over the four or five years. Sure. Five years they're here or whatever it is. And, uh, it's fun. So you've been watching Virginia Tech for an extended period of time. Of course, the time that I was there, um, 
and, and long before that throughout that time which which kind of era did did you enjoy watching the most well to be perfectly honest with we'll you, go with team first and then well, i'd like to hear your individual athlete well perspective too quite honestly i wasn't even into wrestling until i moved back here yeah at all my son didn't wrestle my son was a hockey player yeah okay yeah so wintertime we were at hockey rinks <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah we lived in upstate new york so we traveled all over upstate new york into up into canada okay sure and playing hockey okay i wasn't involved in wrestling at all until yeah. i came back here in, in 2001 okay. that's when it all started for me yeah it started gradually got back into it uh uh when they hired what's his face brands brands sure i figured you probably i got yeah you know, i got involved i there's probably the a lot guy. of excitement surrounding excitement. the program it was excitement point. about it sure and then he left and tried to pull a fast one for what far as i was concerned yeah and he successfully did pull a, a fast one yeah for the most part yeah yeah uh and then i had not realized that they were about to cancel the whole damn program here sure and and I would have probably kill somebody if they did, but that's beside the point. <laughs> that, no, they didn't, and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and then when Dresser came here is when I started to get, I because I knew what he did at Christiansburg. Yeah. I knew what he did at Grundy. Okay, I'd heard about it. I watched, you know, and and I was kind of kind of excited. And I, a couple of years in, it was a struggle, sure, but you could see it. He landed one kid, two kids, yeah. and then it was trending upward trending, slowly. The trend was this way, and I would go to practice, and I would just sit around and chit chat and talk, and and I just kind of the same thing you're doing now, still mm, kind of, awesome. kind of like, and and I would talk to my you know, my brothers, talking about Penn State, and they're at the top of the rung, you know, they're top, yeah. and uh, but uh, it, that got me back into it. I had never been to a national championship. In my life, I said, until one year, I forgot how many years ago it was, I went to St. Louis. I went to St. Louis. How did that compare with all the fantastic sporting events you've seen in your life? What was what was that one like? Was I, it- I, 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 overall, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I think the beginning of it is, is, it's, it's too much. It's wrestling. The wrestling tournaments suffer from being wrestling tournaments. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got, you got what, eight mats, whatever the mats are, and you got countless, and you only have six or seven or eight, ten kids mat max matches that you really want to see. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then the audience will roar. There's somebody getting pinned or beat, and something exciting happened. You have to figure out why or who it is. My brother, my brother has gone second. I think he'd gone to every national championship ever done. Yeah. He goes every year. He yeah. goes every single year. <laughs> He'll be in Tulsa this year. Anyway, the so I didn't know the kids. I didn't know, yeah. oh, he's he's really good. And he's wrestling him. I didn't know that. All I knew was our guys. Yeah. That's what I... So it was kind of, when, when does so-and-so wrestle, you know? And that's sure. what happened. So, but then it gets down. And then in the early days, we didn't have guys going a long way. Yeah. That's the yeah. other problem. Okay. Yeah. But... In St. Louis, when I got there, we were, okay, and and uh, we got guys going into the 
the medal rounds. We had all Americans, and, and it was it was fun. To, when it got into the medal rounds, and and just prior to that, uh, do you remember who you were maybe watching, like David Hoffman, or I'm mm, trying to different. think of two thousands guys? Hoffman, Diaz is a little Hoffman. bit later after that. Hoffman's the guy I remember. Yeah, to this yeah. day, Dave and I. It's funny. He's coaching at the Hill School. Yeah, he just passed through town recently. Oh no, he did. Yeah, because when we were in high school, we wrestled the Hill School. Oh, did you really? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. The, that yes. Makes sense. Okay. Oh, I, I, David. David's a super. I love David. I mean, he and I, because he, he's from Philadelphia. He's a big Philadelphia fan. Yeah. yeah. He loves his Flyers. Yeah. And I love my Rangers. And he, <laughs> he, he, he texted me because um, I had mentioned to him before my daughter was born. I was like, yeah, hopefully she comes in the next few days because uh, we get a tax rate off for 20, 2022. And he texted me at like, uh, at 11.50 but, uh, on New Year's Eve and was like, hey, man, your daughter's got about 10 minutes here to show up. <laughs> I remember David. Yeah, David's a super guy. Yeah. And uh, I remember that group, okay? And then, then, then Pete Yates and, and, and those guys. Pete, and, Devin, Drive, uh, Jesse Dong. Dong. Jesse Dong, yeah. 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 And Maroney. Was, Maroney, yeah. yeah. And, uh, that was the era that I got to see coming in yeah, too. You, that was like, you were okay, I can be like, I want yeah. even on my visit. I remember that was, you know, there were the individuals that I saw that I was like, ah, I kind of want to be like those David, guys. I'll I like, never forget David's match at the finals of the ACC championship, and he was. It came down to the final match at heavyweight, and he beat the hell out of the kid from UVA. Yeah, and to win it the year that they won, that was twenty. 2012 or 2013. It's kind of started a, 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 the trend yeah, forward that. afterwards. I, I've seen that. But I always watched uh, Devin and Joey Dance and all the kids coming from Christiansburg. Sure. Wow. Yeah. It'd be good. And uh, it was uh, it was fun. It was fun watching the program evolve. I remember going into, I think it was St. Louis, and uh, I had my Virginia Tech shirt on. Some lady walked up behind said to me, Virginia Tech. She says, where'd you come from? That's what the lady said. She said, well, she says, you guys are good. Where'd you guys come from? <laughs> See, I think it's from one of the Big Ten schools. It wasn't yeah. Penn State or I think it was Minnesota or somewhere. It doesn't matter. But anyway, I just had a laugh. I said, we're here. But when we were at the Garden, mm -hmm. and we came in fourth, yeah. Yeah. I was sitting up, and right next to me, was a contingent of Penn State fans, okay? Well, they probably hate Iowa as much as we do, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we had something in common, right? <laughs> and I remember that night, into the finals, Iowa had, what, two guys in the finals? They both had to lose for us to come in fourth. Oh, that's right. It was, um... I forgot who they were. I didn't, uh, but I'm sitting what, up... Did Ohio State win the NCAA championship that year? I think so. I can't remember who their guys were that were in the finals. I though. forgot who it was. And all I could think of... It was of, Nolf. Nolf was maybe one of them. Did he lose two? No, I don't think he lost. Nolf, I don't think he won the airport time. No, he was only... Because he lost two. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I should have. I, I can't remember. Anyway, I won't be able to figure it all out. All I know is I was sitting there, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and, and the, the second Iowa guy is out on the mat. I'm just saying... Come on, you got to lose, buddy. You have to lose. It was Iowa that had to lose matches. Okay, yeah, it was. Maybe, yeah, Iowa makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't Penn State that had to lose. No, matches. It, was no Iowa. it was Iowa. Yeah, yeah, Iowa had to lose, 
So, because Iowa, if they won one match, they would have jumped over us for fourth place. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then it was Darian Cruz wrestling Gilman. I, no, that was in the semifinals. I think it was later. It was late. Oh, I can't remember. It's gonna there, kill there, me. There were middleweights. There weren't. Uh, maybe one was a small guy, and the other guy was a kind of middleweight yeah, or maybe something. It was, I don't, maybe it was. I don't remember the guy's name. I'm names. not gonna be. On anyway, so anyway, I'm sitting there. Kathy, Kathy was with me, and we're sitting there, and I'm just praying that he's got to lose. He's yeah. got him root cheering. I forgot. I don't even remember who he's wrestling, and he lost. And I just jumped up. As high as I could jump, I says, "We came in fourth. We yeah. came in fourth. And the guys from Penn State give me high fives. It was laughing. One of the guys from Penn State asked me, "We gonna wrestle you guys every year?" I said, "I don't think so." Said, Damn it. We we should. It's just, just great. They, these are just fans, you know. Yeah. But it was uh, that was fun going to Madison Square Garden. Of course, for me, it's a personal. Absolutely. Going home. Yeah. We took the train up. Penn Station, walked yeah. upstairs, you're in the garden. So cool. It's, yeah, it's, even the athlete per experience of it was, was incredible. I'm sure you probably watched a handful of other sporting events in there too growing up. Well, right? we stuck around the extra day and went to a hockey game. Look at that. Yeah, I figured you'd tell I went to the old, I was so my first, my first game, hockey game at the old, I went to the old garden before they moved to this. They moved this garden in 60, 60 something, 60. Well, was that high? 68. Mm -hmm. The last hockey game they ever played in the Old Garden, Charlotte, Charlotte and I went. They played the Detroit Red Wings, and some guy named Gordy Howe was playing for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the Rangers and, and, the, and the Red Wings played in the last hockey game ever played in, in there. That's awesome. And the Old Garden. Used to go see the Knicks play. Uh, and uh, college basketball. College basketball was huge in New York. Absolutely. As, as bigger. The NIT is bigger than the NCAA. It was a bigger tournament back then. Sure. It was, they were played separately. And there's only one school ever to win both in the same year. Who was it? Um, CCNY, City College in New York. <laughs> 1955. That's crazy. It's the only school yeah. to ever win it <laughs> in the same year, right? Yeah. But uh, I saw some great basketball, college basketball. The holiday, they used to have a holiday festival during Christmas. I mean, it was better than, I mean, you saw some fantastic basketball games played. Yeah. Uh, college basketball games, the Harlem Globetrotters, we used to go see them there. Sure. And, oh, yeah. But going to Madison Square Garden, they say it's the greatest arena in the world. I'm prejudiced and I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. um, in terms of your athletes, you cannot say me, of course. Not that I think that I am, but <laughs> what, uh, what, which, which athletes for you? Uh, what was since you since I, you followed the program so closely? Who, in wrestling, who, yeah. Who, who kind of sticks out I, for you I, as I one of your favorites it, to watch? As athletes, most athletic person I've ever seen in my life is wrestling. Makai. Wrestling, okay. It's Makai. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. is athlete. Same. Okay. Same here. <laughs> yeah. The best wrestler, probably Devin. Yeah, he was so unique. He, was, he could score in the most unorthodox ways against the best he, guys. It was, and most now most entertaining is Bryce. I mean, he he drives you crazy. Uh, 
that story is still unfinished, so yeah. I don't know. So on but, your Mount Rushmore, it's uh, high I've, in athleticism, I, I, Carter, yeah, and wrestling yeah, ability, it, and Bryce in entertainment. The thing I liked about you yeah, is your tenacity. Mm-hmm. Really? That's how you, like we were kind of talking about before we started recording, that's how you can compensate for lack of actually knowing how to wrestle. (laughs) Some of the heavyweights drive me crazy. Some of, I shouldn't say heavyweight. Some of the wrestlers drive me crazy. Yeah. They just, you're on the mat to wrestle. So wrestle. Mm -hmm. Uh, are, Are they afraid? They're gonna fail. Did they, are they fail? They're not gonna get the takedown. Are they fail? Well, I don't know what it is. It's going yeah. through the mind. It's, it's the most frustrating thing I think as a coach, especially when you see an athlete in the room go and do these incredible things. You know, if you don't see it in the room and they go out there and they don't do it, okay, it makes sense. But when you see them do things in the room because they're comfortable, they know <laughs> that uh, lower stakes. If they fail in there, it's not that bad. Um, but when they step out there and they don't do that same thing, it's. You know, that's that's where the coach's job really kind of uh, focuses in. It's like, all right, there's a disconnect here between performance and practice. What can I zero in on and, and, and figure out what it is? Our wrestling coach in high school never said a word to us during a match. Nothing. Zero. Not a, with his hands not, and nobody head. on the bench said anything. Yeah. Dead, you just sat down and watched. Okay. His, his that would be kind of nerve-wracking, no, I think. His, his philosophy was, you learn and you set your style of wrestling in the room. You're not going to step on any podium if you don't set the right mode and room mm-hmm. in there. You're not gonna still very champion. true. You're still not gonna, very true. So if you don't set something, you don't come into that wrestling room every single time you come in there. And say to yourself, what do I have to do today to get better? What is it? Everybody has to do something to get yeah. better. I don't care who you are. If you're Makai Lewis or anybody, I don't care. There's something you need to work on. Yeah. Okay? And that's the day. You work on that day. And when you get ready to leave, did I accomplish what I want? No, but I got better. I got to still work. Okay. Next time you come in, work on it. Mm-hmm. This is it. You have great coaching staff out there fantastic coaching staff okay if you don't really know talk to them i'm sure they'd love to help you right yeah but it's got to be done in that room yeah and that's where your basis that's your foundation of confidence comes confidence from confidence the way you shoot the way you do play do defense anything you want what makes you feel good is developed in that room yeah. it's not going to be developed on the castle floor it's not going to be developed if you go to Raleigh, the Brussels NC State, yeah. or you go to St. Louis in the NCAAs. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen here. Yeah, you have to you have to believe that and kind of fake it till you make it in the. And then once you get the like like for I always I always think about it sometimes for guys where I'm like they're going to get that significant win. That's going to make them believe in themselves thereafter. Mm-hmm. Where they, As soon as they just get this one win, then they're going to believe in themselves and know that they're freaking really good. Um, but it just has to happen. They have to believe that they can. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Before, before they actually believe. I think that was my biggest problem. Yeah. Believe, I'm serious. Yeah. Believing in myself that, it's, I, it's hard. that I could do it's, it. It's absolutely. I, one night, it always stands out in my thing. Sure. One night I can remember. I would late up most of the week 
in the infirmary at Virginia Tech with the flu. I got out of, and we had a match the next day or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> uh, anyway, and Teske asked me, he said, how much you weigh? And I looked at him, I said, what do you want to know for? Right? I just got out, I've been sick, I feel terrible. Yeah. He said, I need you to wrestle. And I said, I threw a couple of profanities in this direction, and I told him, I'm, I can't do it. <laughs> I said, I just, I'm just, you know. He said, I need you. I need you. All right, here's the deal. Dude, here's the dude. It goes one period. I'm going to pin that SOB or he's going to pin me. I can't <laughs> wrestle nine minutes. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I just cannot do it. We were wrestling North Carolina here. Yeah. <laughs> I went mad. I took him down, pinned him. Right? I walked off the mat. <laughs> And he came over to me, and I looked at him straight in his face. And I said, don't ever do that to me again. And I walked off the bench and went back to my dorm. Yeah. I said, I said don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I just, I just, I don't know why I did it. Because I, I was stupid. But, yeah. anyway, but anyway, those are the guys, you know, I watch these kids. Yeah, and you're right. The two freshmen we have here now, you know, Henson. It and still Crook. doesn't make sense for me sometimes when I think about Caleb Henson and and Tom Crook. But Henson is just one of those dudes where I was like, "How is this kid?" Even when he would, when he was committed, signed, and he would come and train, I would be like, "How is this kid uh, right out of high school? How, he's doing things that that you know top top level guys That's are doing." What I'm he saying. thinks the same way as as top level guys too. It's like how. You know, obviously, as club coaches and stuff, they they make a big impact on those kids. Yeah, but, but uh, you're still, right. It's just it's 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 his makeup. It's the way he is, and these kids come along once in once in your career, yeah. maybe twice. You know, they don't come along very often. No, and uh, l at least we haven't seen it in our program. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You I go agree. up to state college, uh -huh. and you see it more than once than twice. You know, yeah. uh, you, you're going to see it. Yeah. Okay, but in Blacksburg, Virginia, you, you, you don't see kids like that. Yeah, you haven't seen it, and maybe this is the start of something, which I have no doubt. I well, if your uh, if your perspective and, and time that you've spent around the program is speaks of anything, hopefully you're correct in, in recognizing that trend. Oh, I, the trend is beautiful. I mean, it, we talk about it. My goal right now is to get more people involved, friends of mine, yeah. in wrestling. Yeah, and you've done a good job of that. And I mean, your, I, your buddies that I played with at the golf outing golf, this past those year. Those guys, that they've never That was there. the best, most fun I've ever had on a <laughs> Well, golf they course. love being playing with you. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, uh, Mike, as a matter of fact, Mike and uh, his wife Mary came to the Missouri match. Nice. They, they came in there. Very nice. And uh, matter of fact, she was out collecting toys to the kids because yeah we she did was that drop the off the following day that was that's mike's wife Mary. oh wow okay and uh it's so uh they uh so i'm getting more and more people and good people uh bill ellen bogan i think he he's a good friend of mine we play golf together sure and he wrestled at uh at university of buffalo for a while he played football at university of buffalo Played football for the New York Giants, and he came. Buffalo had 
canceled football while yeah. he was there. He he got came to Virginia Tech. Okay, played football here at Tech. Then he went into the NFL. Okay, but he didn't wrestle here. Yeah. He just wrestled Bubba. But sure. he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. And, and, and he's always asking me. And, 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 he, and uh, he was supposed to play in the golf tournament. That's whose place you took. Mm-hmm. He had shoulder surgery. Oh, yeah, yeah. He couldn't play. But uh, he's down in Florida now playing. He's, he's all better. But uh, he said next year, I'll definitely I'll be. It is. Now. You have to pinpoint those people and bring them bring them kind of back to the sport it's, oh i will I yeah will. and it's also the athlete's job like we talked about like you don't understand why we have these guys that go out there and they don't they don't do the things that they're capable of doing you know it's entertainment at the same time and that's that's what you got to do bryce andonian is going to fill seats no matter oh, what if he's absolutely. if he's like michaelus will fill seats because they're going to go out there and they're going to use their god-given abilities to do some incredible things and absolutely it's be fun to watch i got guys they always ask me how, how you know how's Makai doing you know they had no idea how, how he got hurt and stuff and, and yeah. I explained to him what I know whatever goes on in that wrestling room stays in that wrestling room and I don't say anything to anybody I yeah. I, I really don't I, I <laughs> if 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 I think I'm going to I will ask permission first yeah no I won't I just don't believe in it okay yeah. uh, there is secrecy behind a lot of uh, things like you, you you see these like when Flow Wrestling will post some news break or maybe some guy enters the portal. All you can do is uh, just just make assumptions about what happened. Maybe if you have a friend at the program, you can talk to them yeah, and they'll yeah. give you a little bit of a scoop, but yeah. you never really know. And it's kind of helpful. Oh, yeah. You know, if it's something bad, you don't want it to get out because of recruiting. And yeah. if it's you know something really good that you're doing, I think Penn State does this a lot. If you're doing something great, then you're not going to tell everybody else what you're doing. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it, it, it's funny because you know, I occasionally I'll go on tech sideline, yeah, uh, yeah, and I'll read some of the stuff that's kids put in wrestling, mm-hmm. and I know damn well it's not true, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it could be farther from the truth. But I don't say anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me in the least, yeah. right? Uh, so it, sometimes I'll think I have to say something. I might ask somebody, "Is it okay if I say?" I say yeah, go ahead. That doesn't matter. Go ahead, uh-huh. and, I'll, and I'll do it. You know. Yeah. There's not but, too too much. But going I don't. On, really. I just no. I just don't. I just. But it 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 it's fun. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the. Uh, and the other thing too is I enjoy meeting the families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've yeah. Be, I've become friends with a lot of the families that you know the parents and stuff like that and it it, it I'll never forget. The NC State match here last time. Okay, and the last match was one twenty-five. The last one at at home. Okay, right with Sam Latona okay. and Camacho. Okay. Right. Yeah. And uh, I looked up and I said, "Oh, Sam's last." Yeah. Right. right. And his dad, Norm, was sitting. He came on. We said hello. And we chatted. And I says, "I said, oh no, no, it was it was at the at the, at the break." Mm-hmm. The first yeah, time. he was. Out he's probably there. nervously he's getting a diet coke. And I walked out there. Hey, no, mate, don't we talk? We chit chatted, and uh, I said, "I see, we we saved the best for last." He looked at me. He said, what do you mean? I said, "Sam's going to win." That's all I said to him. I said, "I believe, I just believe my heart. Yeah. Sam will win this match." Yeah. Now I didn't know it was going to come down to any that thing. I knew that, right? So, <laughs> you know what happened? We won. 
right there. Yeah. Match was on. Norm came running up there and gave me a big hug. He yeah. said, "You were right, Carl. You were yeah. right. You were right." I yeah. said, "I said, yeah." I said, "I was right." I said, "I said, but that's why we're here. I love it. I just yeah. love it. I just and and watching Sam the other night against oh, Cornell. Yeah, I said, absolutely. damn. I, I love watching that kid. I mean, and he, he's, he's a too, guy that you probably got to see the same exact way. I mean, you probably watched him lose in the room to who, whoever it was he's, when, he, when he first got here and yeah, yeah. continue to improve. Well, who's that, that scrawny little kid? Yeah. He was, he's just a little twerp, you know, kid. Yeah. kid now look at him, he's a star. I yeah. keep telling him that. I yeah. Keep telling him. He's, I, he's, I, I still feel like that, uh, you know, the rest of the wrestling world doesn't believe that yet. Like, I, I don't know. And I think that he, he thinks of it that way too, where he, He's not respected enough and not held in the same same level as the Vito Arujas you know for some reason or the other. And I like that he thinks the, that well, I, too. I, prove it that you are. Yeah. Go out and do it. Yeah. I believe you are. I, yeah. People who know you. He believes it. As long as he does too. You, then he's he's good. the guy. Yeah. And, it, and you can tell the way he's wrestling that he believes it. Absolutely. The way he's wrestling. You don't, you don't get that win over a guy like that if you don't believe it before you walk out on the mat. Yeah. Absolutely true. That was that was superb. He's, it, it was it was great match, and mm-hmm. I it, I love matches like that. Yeah. That, that was a, yeah. It, it, it's fun. It's fun. It's, that's that's what's great about the sport. Yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. The storylines. That's that's what you know. Even like what you said when you're at NCAs and you don't know who any of these guys are, and it's like I don't know who to root for. Yeah. Uh, but once you have the storylines to hold on to, the people to relate to. Sure. Uh, and even you know, for you now, you 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 have the families to interact in the in the crowd. Now you're immersed in it. Now you oh now you're feeling oh, feeling yeah. all the things that they're yeah. feeling, and it's yeah. you know it makes yeah. it uh, more of a spectacle. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun meeting the families and and interplaying with them and socializing with them when you can. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and and it's it's just great. I mean, it's just it's, and and I I know all the the traveling and everything they have to do to see it you yeah. know yeah it, it's it's a it's a schlep and a half you it's, know what i mean it's unbelievable it's yeah. all the parents do and I, I it's it's great and i just it's great to do it i i wish uh i wish i told tom gabbard one time i said you know what we need we need a stadium here that holds maybe five thousand people that's all yeah and you can fill it because a filled 5,000 bed is better than a 5,000 people yeah. and a 10,000 people. I think the post-renovation in Castle will be good for us moving forward because we'll have the benefits of using those box seats. If you remember seeing the draw-ups for it. I don't remember. It, they're they're going to build some box seats, which are going to take up a good chunk of that, that kind of middle section. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our fans will like to get those. And it will cut back on like the number of seating. Where It'd be good, if, you know. I, I I agree with you though. I always thought like if we could get one that we could split with with volleyball and and both of us could and share women's it. basketball. Yeah, yeah. Although women's basketball now it's is getting the point better. Where it's getting better. Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting better. They still Notre don't. Full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's incredible. they have a good, but that's few and far between. Sure. They still have the castle if they want to use it. Yeah, like Penn State exactly. does for wrestling, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, if, when Iowa comes to town, they use this one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if somebody else comes to town, Virginia Tech, yeah. they're not going to fill it. Yeah. But they're sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, shoot, Carl. I think we've been talking for about, oh, going on, going on like an hour and a half. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. My today. pleasure, Hopefully buddy. you still got some time to, to 
go and do whatever you're going to do today. <laughs> whatever that is. It's not golf. No, it's not golf. Why not? I'm no, taking a little break. Because I've got tennis elbow. Oh, come on. We're, no. we're battling injuries currently yes. then? Yeah, okay. I got, I've got a mat on. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not I have not bad. played golf since first week in December. Okay. I've not touched the golf ball. Are you itching? Kinda. I, I look. So I saw. I saw that the temperature next week is supposed to get back into the mid to high fifties. Yeah. So if see how this feels, and if it's okay, then I'll give it a shot. Sure. But uh, I'm not gonna push it. Sure. Well, thank you so much for your your sharing of your life, all the history that you kind of have have gotten to experience and be front row of, including including Virginia Tech wrestling history. So. Oh. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed. Thanks for being my first alumni guest. Too. <laughs> hey, this is this you're, you're you're starting the alumni series. Well, that's so. great, and good luck in your and all your adventure. It's 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 really great. Thank you very what much, Carl. Thank you. No. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the alumni series. I look forward to interviewing uh, a lot of the Virginia Tech alumni as there's quite a bit of them. And for the most part, they're all doing really interesting things. And I think it will be a great way to intertwine them back in to to our fans today uh, to keep them up to date with what they're all doing and hearing their perspective of their experiences is always helpful with trying to figure out, hey, what should we tweak or what should we change? And um, also just so fun to share. So uh, thank you for listening. And I look forward to episode number two of the alumni series. Thank you.